Good evening, and welcome to Bedtime with Bevish. Tonight I'll be reading another excerpt from Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. Song of the Broad Axe Weapon shapely, naked, wan, Head from the mother's bowels drawn, Wooded flesh and metal bone, Limb only one and lip only none, Gray-blue leaf by red heat grown, Elve produced from a little seed sown, Resting the grass amid and upon, To be leaned and to lean on. Strong shapes and attributes of strong shapes, Masculine trades, sights and sounds, Long varied train of an emblem, dabs of music, Fingers of the organist skipping staccato over the keys of the great organ. Welcome are all Earth's lands, each for its kind. Welcome are lands of pine and oak. Welcome are lands of the lemon and fig. Welcome are lands of gold. Welcome are lands of wheat and maize. Welcome are those of the grape. Welcome our lands of sugar and rice. Welcome the cotton lands. Welcome those of the white potato and sweet potato. Welcome our mountains, flats, sands, forests, prairies. Welcome the rich borders of rivers, tablelands, openings. Welcome the measureless grazing lands. Welcome the teeming soil of orchards, flax, honey, hemp. Welcome just as much the other, more hard-faced lands. Lands rich as lands of gold or wheat and fruit lands. Lands of mines. Lands of the manly and rugged ores. Lands of coal, copper, lead, tin, zinc. Lands of iron. Lands of the make of the axe. The log at the woodpile the axe supported by it, the sylvan hut, the vine over the doorway, the space cleared for garden, the irregular tapping of rain down on the leaves after the storm is lulled, the walling and moaning at intervals, the thought of the sea, the thought of ships struck in the storm and put on their beam ends and the cutting away of masts. The sentiment of the huge timbers of old-fashioned houses and barns, the remembered prints or narrative, the voyage at adventure of men, families, goods, the disembarkation, the founding of a new city, the voyage of those who sought a New England and found it, the outset anywhere, the settlements of Arkansas, Colorado, Ottawa, Willamette, the slow progress, the scant fare, the axe, rifle, saddlebags, the beauty of all adventurous and daring persons, the beauty of wood boys and wood men, with their clear, untrimmed faces, the beauty of independence, departure, actions that rely on themselves, the American contempt for statutes and ceremonies, the boundless impatience of restraint, the loose drift of character, the inkling through the random types, the solidification, 
The butcher in the slaughterhouse, the hands aboard schooners and sloops, the raftsman, the pioneer, lumbermen in their winter camp, daybreak in the woods, stripes of snow on the limbs of trees, the occasional snapping, the glad, clear sound of one's own voice, the merry song, the natural life of the woods, the strong day's work, the blazing fire at night, the sweet taste of supper, the talk, the bed of hemlock boughs and the bearskin, the house builder at work in cities or anywhere, the preparatory jointing, squaring, sawing, mortising, the hoist up of beams, the push of them in their places, laying them regular, setting the studs by their tenons in the mortises according as they were prepared, the blows of mallets and hammers, the attitudes of men, their curved limbs, bending, standing astride the beams, driving in pins, holding on by posts and braces, the hooked arm over the plates, the other arm wielding the axe, the floor men forcing the planks closed to be nailed, their postures bringing their weapons downward on the bearers, the echoes resounding through the vacant building, the huge storehouse carried up in the city well underway, the six framing men, two in the middle and two at each end, carefully bearing on their shoulders a heavy stick for a crossbeam, the crowded line of masons with their trowels in the right hands rapidly laying the long side wall, 200 feet from front to rear, the flexible rise and fall of backs, the continual click of the trowels striking the bricks, the bricks one after each other laid so workmanlike in its place, and set with a knock of the trowel handle, the piles of materials, the mortar on the mortar boards, and the steady replenishing by the hodmen, spar makers in the spar yard, the swarming row of well-grown apprentices, the swing of their axes on the square-hued log shaping it toward the shape of a mast, the brisk short crackle of the steel driven slantingly into the pine, the butter-colored chips flying off in great flakes and slivers, the limber motion of brawny young arms and hips in easy costumes, the constructor of wharves, bridges, piers, bulkheads, floats, stays against the sea, the city firemen, the fire that suddenly bursts forth in the close-packed square, the arriving engines, the hoarse shouts, the nimble stepping and daring, the strong command through the fire trumpets, the falling in line, the rise and fall of the arms forcing the water, the slender, spasmic blue-white jets, the bringing to bear of the hooks and ladders and their execution, the crash and cutaway of connecting woodwork, or through floors if the fire smolders under them, the crowd with their lit faces watching, the glare and dense shadows, the forger at his forge furnace, and the user of iron after him, the maker of the axe, large and small, and the welder and temperer, the chooser, breathing his breath on the cold steel and trying the edge with his thumb, the one who clean shapes the handle and sets it firmly in the socket, 
the shadowy processions of the portraits of the past users also, the primal patient mechanics, the architects and engineers, the far-off Assyrian edifice and Misra edifice, the Roman lictors preceding the consuls, the antique European warrior with his axe in combat, the uplifted arm, the clatter of blows on the helmeted head, the death howl, the limpsy tumbling body, the rush of friend and foe thither, the siege of revolted lieges determined for liberty, the summons to surrender, the battering at castle gates, the truce and parley, the sack of an old city in its time, the bursting in of mercenaries and bigots tumultuously and disorderly, roar, flames, blood, drunkenness, madness, goods freely rifled from houses and temples, screams of women and the gripe of brigands, craft and thievery of camp followers, men running, old persons despairing, the hell of war, the cruelties of creeds, the list of all executive deeds and words, just or unjust, the power of personality, just or unjust. Muscle and pluck forever. What invigorates life invigorates death. And the dead advance as much as the living advance. And the future is no more uncertain than the present. For the roughness of the earth and of man encloses as much as the delicatesse of the earth and of man. And nothing endures but personal qualities. What do you think endures? Do you think a great city endures? Or a teeming manufacturing state? Or a prepared constitution? Or the best built steamships? Or hotels of granite and iron? Any chitreves of engineering, forts, armaments? Away. These are not to be cherished for themselves. They fill their hour. The dancers dance, the musicians play for them, the show passes, all does well enough of course, all does very well till one flash of defiance. A great city is that which has the greatest men and women. If it be a few ragged huts, it is still the greatest city in the whole world. The place where a great city stands is not the place of stretched wharves, docks, manufactures, deposits of produce merely, nor the place of ceaseless salutes of newcomers or anchor lifters of the departing, nor the place of the tallest and costliest buildings or shops selling goods from the rest of the earth, nor the place of the best libraries and schools, nor the place where money is the plenteous nor the place of the most numerous population. Where the city stands with the brawniest breed of orators and bards, where the city stands that is beloved by these, and loves them in return and understands them, where no monuments exist to heroes but in the common words and deeds, where thrift is in its place and prudence is in its place, where the men and women think lightly of the laws, where the slave ceases, and the master of slaves ceases, where the populace rise at once against the never-ending audacity of elected persons, where fierce men and women pour forth as the sea to the whistle of death pours its sweeping and unripped waves. 
where outside authority enters always after the presence of inside authority, where the citizen is always the head and ideal, and president, mayor, governor, and whatnot are agents for pay, where children are taught to be laws to themselves and to depend on themselves, where equanimity is illustrated in affairs, where speculations on the soul are encouraged, where women walk in public processions in the streets the same as men, where they enter the public assembly and take places the same as men, where the city of the faithfulest friends stands, where the city of the cleanliness of the sexes stands, where the city of the healthiest fathers stands, where the city of the best-bodied mothers stands, there the great city stands. How beggarly appear arguments before a defiant deed. How the floridness of the materials of cities shrivels before a man or woman's look. All waits or goes by default till a strong being appears. A strong being is the proof of the race of the ability of the universe. When he or she appears, materials are overwrought. The dispute on the soul stops. The old customs and phrases are confronted, turned back, or laid away. What is your money making now? What can it do now? What is your respectability now? What are your theology, tuition, society, traditions, statute books now? What are your jibes of being now? What are your cavils about the soul now?